We want to say shout out to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, Operation Decisive Victory, Webmerized, and Red Hill Brewing Company. Without you, this episode would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. While you, the listener, are invited to come up on the front porch, grab a beverage, and set a spell. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to our starting lineup. Uh, To your left, your our right on the radio dial, it is Magic Man. He is... Doing the video and manning the chat for this evening. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We're doing great. Thank you for asking. And, and our illustrious producer, Brian. Hey, hey, hey. And, of course, I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. Uh, but you may ask yourself, why am I watching the show? What is this show about? Let me tell you, it's a story. It's a show where we are transparent. We like to share our stories and then we have our guests come on and we get to hear their stories. So we're all about that. We're all about having fun tonight. We're going to have a March madness chicken bracket. So that'll be fun. And our special guest is Brittany Pettigrew, my uh, nurse practitioner. She's going to be on the show here in a little bit. Uh, Producer Brian, will you tell our folks where they can find us on the socials? Yes, sir. We are on the Facebooks at Southern Fried Philosophy. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, not YouTube, Twitch, and probably somewhere else at SFP Radio. Is it TikTok? I think that's one too, right? Uh, You can always email us at sfpradio at gmail.com. Patreon link is patreon.com slash sfpradio if you want to go buy us a chicken sandwich. Uh, We are streaming on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and the TuneIn app. Sir, if you are watching on Facebook Live, we would really appreciate it if you would go over to the YouTubes and just click the subscribe. That would really help us out. Just search SFP Radio, trying to get to 100 listeners. That gives us a little certificate, and uh, we get to actually tell you go to YouTube.com forward slash SFP Radio, but we need your help to make that happen. So if you're on Facebook, just go over to YouTube. Just hit the subscribe. You don't have to watch a video or anything else like that. It takes maybe 37 seconds. I've timed it. So there's that. Uh, so we would really appreciate that. If you're staying at home and you want to do your very own podcast, our producer, Ryan can help you out. Email him at headlines at SFP radio. And, um, next week for the show, we have a very special guest, uh, Tanya Thompson. She did 100 days of bourbon, uh, on Instagram during the quarantine. So, Everybody got to fill their time, and she did an awesome job. So if you like bourbon, you're going to want to tune into to that episode. So we appreciate that. And next, uh, if you want to be a show sponsor, uh, you want to have your, like, little logo on, you want us to talk about you, you want us to, like, you know, dish your product, we'll do it. Uh, just shoot us an email at sfpradio at gmail.com. We would really appreciate that. 
Uh, we still need our listeners from North Dakota, Alaska, and Vermont. Those are the last three, and we will have all 50 states. So uh, we are working on that. Um, so hopefully next week we'll have a nice little fun bit for us. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some new listeners and we can stop talking about that. We want to say shout out to our listeners from Egypt. Hey, I don't think I've mentioned Egypt before, have I? You guys remember that? I don't remember. No. No? Egypt. Um, the only thing, like when I was a kid, we had King Tutankhamun. I think that's it. He had like you know his uh, tomb stuff. It was in a museum, and I got to go see that, and that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, we had a uh, Ramses the Great here in Ooh. Charlotte. Okay, yeah. I got a little blue thing from the souvenir shop. It was like a sarcophagus or whatever. Do you still have it? I don't think so. It broke like three times. I had it for a long time because I don't throw things away. I'm one of those. Did you put people. your GI Joes in there? No, it was like no. It's like a little ceramic. Oh, is smaller than a beer can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have any connection to Egypt, uh, Ryan? No. No. Nope. No connections. <laughs> All right. Well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. Hi, Redurn, Magic Man. You got to give me something more than work sucks. You got it. You got to <laughs> dig deep, my friend. Dig deep. <laughs> dig deep. It was a beautiful day today outside. There you go. I'm happy about nice, that. Nice sun and temperature was nice, and you know, couldn't complain about that. That was great stuff. I wish it could stay like that all the time. Yeah, I, I quickly realized I'm not. My body's not ready for short weather. So hey, no. I've, hey I've, I was. I, I bust out the shorts first thing this morning. I was like, yep. Time for shorts. Yeah. More comfortable. Quarantine 50. I I wore, for yesterday I wore shorts, actually. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I'll, wear, I'll wear like gym shorts at work because, you know, I work from home. So that's nice. Hmm. Just, I mean, I just don't like going out in public. Shorts. It's not a short yeah. guy. Sure. Yeah. Some legs. people like it. Some people don't. Yeah. So, there you go. It's all what you prefer. Uh, so, producer Brian, how you be doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm I'm nervous to say it's actually spring. Yeah, it's not. It's not is it, yet. It feels it's really teasing us though, because it's been sure. nice for like a week or more. Hasn't rained. Seventies, high seventies. Yeah, it's cold in the morning, but that's okay. I can live with that. Yeah, I don't leave the house in the morning mostly. So yeah, uh, it, yeah, I'm just waiting for the snowfall. That's that's what I can't. It'll come, my friend. It could, it could still happen. It's March. You know how March is. It'll get bunch of false springs and then bam you get a a snow i'm gonna look at the weather here and see what we got yeah coming. i think uh we it's 78 and then all of a sudden it, it drops down to like the 60s so it's the 60s and 50s for the next several yeah, yeah after tomorrow thanks weatherman ryan appreciate that hey maybe i need to start doing that do it yeah. now it's a weather podcast um, yeah <laughs> which i put a little map of concord behind you there we go with the map. <laughs> how, how many clouds do you know? I know cumulus. Well, there's there's a cumulonimbus. Uh, there's a stratus. Ooh. There's a, cirrus. Simba. <laughs> Mufasa. Yeah. Mufasa. Yeah. There's uh, Rafiki. puffy clouds and dark clouds. <laughs> there's puff daddy Ooh, clouds. clouds. Puff daddy clouds. Wall clouds when there's getting ready to be a tornado. <laughs> yeah. Scary dark ones. That's the official yeah. term. Yeah. 
Um, guys, I, I tell you, so here's, here's the situation. I mean, we're going through drive-thrus now. So, uh, as we pick up our chicken sandwiches, but there was, I'm a frequent, uh, visitor of the breakfast time. My wife loves mm-hmm. it. I love the breakfast time, As but I should. saw something on the drive-through etiquette that I want to get your opinion on. So I just pull up, there's a car, one car, there's sorry, two cars ahead of me. One of them is ordering her food. Okay. Uh, and then the car behind me, she's sitting there and probably about 15 seconds, uh, she pulls around the car and then gets in line, you know, to pick up her food. And then I was like, what in the world? So, uh, the first car then, you know, makes the turn and gets in line. I put in my order and I make the turn and I see the car that went around. Evidently they had like a call in order. And so they were getting it, but they were still, they still had to pay for said car said uh, call in order. Is that, that's rude, right? To, to go around, but you do have a call in order. So what say you? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, so they basically skipped the speaker box. Right. Is that what happened? Because you don't uh, technically have an order. But you still right? have to You're pay going around, you've already done that. that maybe part. it's ready and maybe it's not. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I th- cutting it's cutting in line, period. You know, that's at the end of the day, I think I, that's what it looks like to me. I I agree. Yeah. yeah. Definitely cutting in line. Uh, yeah. I just it might be you can say, hey, I only got things. one biscuit, let me get in front of you. I don't you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, hey, it's one of those things that with the uh, this new uh, ability to go in and, and order ahead and then go by and pick it up. Yeah. I mean, they need to, the restaurants need to do something, you know, other than come and get it through the drive through. Like, what was it? Mickey D's has the little parking, the signed parking space right. where you can uh, text them and then they yeah. bring your food out. A lot you. of fast food chains are doing that. And it's really nice. Like that's how yeah. I did my Chick-fil-A today was the, I'd, I was in the McDonald's drive-through placing my Chick-fil-A order, <laughs> and I drove around and parked in space number five. Uh-huh. Um, but they don't do anything until you get there. Like right, like they they, they don't they do anything. It. It's not yeah. like they're sitting there and your food's getting cold, which is good and bad because you're still waiting. Right, but you're not. I guess in the drive-through, I don't know. If that makes a difference. Yeah. It's just another well, outlet. It- at the Chick-fil-A here, they had, you know, you have the one where it splits off so you could go two different lanes. Mm-hmm. And then they've made the third lane where you can pull up where you normally would just walk into the store. So now that's three. And then you've got mobile ordering. So, I mean, they yeah. were yeah, ours is you know, quick. Sometimes they have two lanes of cars plus mobile ahead. Then they've got like the DoorDash parking. Oh, so yeah. So if you're, a, if you're a, in a delivery service, you have a separate spot. But yeah. if you go there at eleven forty five like I did, <laughs> it's around the block and I had to like go around the drive through people and go through the Taco Bell parking lot to get a oh. like I didn't it wasn't cutting because I had a mobile order. I guess I'm doing the same thing. I wasn't right. cutting with the drive through <laughs> line though. To find yeah. like there's a path to get into the parking space. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Basically. Uh did you have a, a story oh, and the other thing about breakfast time is again, I've been there several times and the the lady that's running that, you know, the drive through Here's the thing. She has never won. I've been there at least 15 times since I've lived here. Uh, and she's never once given me eye contact. And it really bugs me. Like I say hi, 
I hope you have a great day, whatever. But she's always looking at either giving the food or or the card or whatever. Like she never gives you eye contact. And that kind of freaks me out. I don't trust people that won't give you eye contact. It's weird. Mm. There could be a medical reason for that. Could be medical reasons for that? Yeah, there's like people who have issues like making eye contact. Like it freaks them out to make Uh, eye contact. Maybe we can ask Brittany about that. And yeah, ask her. I mean, it's a. I think it's a thing. Yeah, like, certain if you're on a certain spectrum, like autism or something like that. Uh, but she's really nice on the speaker. <laughs> I don't know. Did you have a story? About, I'm just. What? Did you have a story about quarantine game shows? You want to talk yeah, about? Yeah. So uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of television during the day because I because sure. I will get nothing done. I'm an auditory <laughs> learner, so if there's anything playing, that's what I'm doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is that so i'm at the i'm in the mechanic today getting car inspected and this is the second time i've seen this and i don't know if all game shows are doing this now but it was uh i think let's make a deal have you seen like the way the current setup for that is it show the one with wayne brady yes wayne yep. brady so yep. it looks like everybody's doing like social distancing on a game show, which is just weird to begin with. Cause everyone's sure. like, this is one of those, everyone's that dressed up in the crowd typically. And they're mm-hmm. jumping around kind of thing, but they're all, there's like 15 or 16 people. They're on stage with him in their own little cubbies, basically <laughs> okay, dressed ridiculously, which is I think part of the show. Then there's like a zoom or whatever WebEx crowd. <laughs> like there's people on like a, no. looks like a, what was it Tic Tac Toe? What was the X? What was that show? Never mind. Oh, where Whoopi Circle Goldberg takes a square. Was. Yeah, oh, that thing. It, was, so, it looks like oh, one yes. of those grids, but just people <laughs> dress crazy. And I think they're doing like essential workers or the ones participating on the show, which is okay. kind of cool. But yeah, it's it was just it's just bizarre to you, watch this happen. But you don't you if you are on the Tic Tac Toe board, you're not able to come down, right? No, these people are in Texas or wherever, you know. But they're just. Y'all. They're participating. Yeah. Maybe they get a chance to win something or they send them a gift card. I don't know. But <laughs> Should we dress up in like SFP gear and just sit there the whole time? If you haven't had a chance, <laughs> 10 o'clock Eastern on whatever channel plays game shows. I don't know. It's it's a spectacle. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Let's go to uh, uh, the Southern word of the week. This is not a dirty word, so I want to preface by do not, <laughs> you know, you know, get mad at us. But the Southern word of the week is hoe cake. Hoe cake. Have you guys ever had hoe cakes before? I have not. Ryan said, what? No. What? Say I'm you never had a hoe cake? Well, describe it. So maybe I noticed it's, something. It's different. basically like a thin pancake and it's basically made out of cornmeal. It's not cornbread. But it's it's uh, cornmeal basically, and then you just fry it up very thin, and you generally eat it with like greens or corn. Or my grandma mm. would put it in what she called sweet milk. She put it in buttermilk. I prefer sweet milk. Sure. But it's like you know greasy, you know buttery, uh, very delicious. So it it sounds like you're taking cornbread batter and putting it on the griddle, almost right. Just very thin. It's maybe thinned yeah. out. Add a little extra liquid to it yeah okay that yeah. sounds good though with greens and maybe a little bit of pork on top a little slow mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so you, okay. you yankees may not know what a hoe cake is but you should try it it's delicious yeah this yankee didn't so you're saying i'm a yankee either. yeah you yankees <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're going to go to the moment that everybody has been waiting for 
the Chicken Madness Round 1, Chick-fil-A versus McDonald's. So, um, again, my Kentucky Wildcat. You get feelings from the music? It hurts my soul because I know I'm not going to (laughs) watch the actual March Madness. Uh, (laughs) My cats lost today by one point. They have to win. They would have had to win all four games of the SEC tournament to make it to the tournament, and they lost by one point. Oh man! Uh, so it's better than Duke, though. Duke, uh, they won their last game, but then somebody got COVID, and they had to forfeit tonight's game. Thus, they have to forfeit the entire NCAA tournament. So, oh wow, that's, that's a horrible way to go out. Horrible way. I don't. I don't envy that at all. I, I feel bad for, for those guys, but oh, so uh, so you may be asking yourself, what is chicken madness? Producer Brian, will you tell our folks? Give us a breakdown of chicken madness. Well, because brought to you by Red Hill Brewery. Yes, thank you, Red Hill, for well giving us beer. But uh, yeah. so the chicken madness idea was, you know, it's March. It's the time for the March Madness. So why not have our own tournament. We like tournaments. We like brackets here. We like to do, we like to talk about chicken sandwiches. Absolutely. So why not do like seven, eight weeks of chicken sandwich conversation? Because who doesn't love to talk about food? Uh, so we went out to our faithful listeners, had them help us seed these chicken sandwiches. So we uh, got the proper order, basically. So we're getting the right, <clears throat> we're doing these based on, it's a it's crowdsourced, I guess. <laughs> um, information. So this week, seed the first basically one versus eight. We have no surprise. Chick Fil A are one seed versus yep. McDonald's, the eight seed. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we do have uh, Brittany. Uh, she just joined us. So can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you loud and clear. Uh, we are going through, and this is awful because you're my nurse practitioner. Uh, oh no, we're going through the chicken sandwiches. Chicken's so, in trouble. I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a particular chicken sandwich that you prefer? Hands down, I have to say that. So I did try the Popeyes chicken sandwich when it first came out. That was the bomb. But Yum. I certainly think that the Tender's Pimento Chicken Sandwich definitely took the cake. Yeah. Whoa, where is that at? That's right at the mall? PDQ or chicken or the Tender's. Do you know where that's at? You have one in Concord. It's the I think it's called PDQ. Oh, PDQ. oh, that's right. Tender's is the one on the that. lake over by uh, Cornelius, yeah. I think, and they rebranded or did the chain version as PDQ. And this is horrible for me to be even like. Totally pushing for that. Like, <laughs> cholesterol levels are going to be going through the roof, but add the pimento cheese. It's good for <laughs> business. That's what, oh. Now, at Bojangles, you can also add pimento cheese, but, oh, but per the rules, uh, we have to eat it just yes. as it comes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we took eight popular fast food restaurants, ranked them. We're eating them however they intended for us to eat them. Uh, the thing, uh, producer Brian, one thing that I'm having trouble with is where are our scores or are you going to read them out for us? I can. Did you not? Uh, I, I I've got the score anymore. Okay. That's you fine. got the scorecard. Okay. That's I fine. got the scorecard. I, I'd be happy to remind you okay. of what your scores were. Before you we begin, let us, uh, we have to pop our oh, Red yes. Hill 
Uh, again, this segment is brought to you by Red Hill Brewery. We will be drinking the Dream Sickle. So crack one open. I was supposed to do Dream Sickle. You can't. Oh crap! Can't. I didn't bring that no, up. No, no. <laughs> do you not read the text, Brittany? You could go get I'm, something to drink. I must have missed that one. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start with the, the Grateful Dead. I, no, IPA. you can't. Okay, I'll give you another one. <laughs> that's the one i've got two of so you can have my other one well, anyway. uh wow so this one is supposed to taste like an actual a dream sickle a orange cream ale said the description producer brian was very was looking forward to this one so that's why we started with it yeah well that's one of my favorite desserts ever is the really? dream sickle the orange cream like okay sherbet orange sherbet the cream in there mm-hmm I've actually been making this like keto dessert hack with uh, the orange Mio. You know that stuff you put in like your water bottles. It's oh, yeah. orange flavor, sugar free, and then do like a vanilla. It's like a stevia monk fruit. You mix a little bit of that in with like yogurt or uh, sugar free vanilla pudding, and it's like it's amazing. <laughs> That's Brittany approved right there. Great job. Uh, what do you think about this Dreamsicle? I think it's very. It's you get the orange, mm-hmm. you get the creamy to it. Ryan, I can't believe you yep. didn't read the text. So, like uh, cream ale. It's cream, cream ale. What were you saying, Brittany? Is it sweet? No. No, it's a little tart. Um, Ooh. yeah, it's not, it's not sweet, but you get It's not you a get that, sour either. It's not quite yeah. a sour. You get that creamy on the end. All what, right. is this, what is this from? From Red Hill Brewery. Okay. Uh, Dreamsicle. Where'd you get it? Red Hill Brewery. It's called Dream Sickle. <laughs> it's in downtown Concord. Okay, I'm gonna have uh, to. Do. Yeah, it's above the yeah, it's above the Cabarrus Creamery. If you ever go by. Oh, okay, yeah, I know exactly where that's at. It's yeah, go the back, go the back door because you don't can't, you can't go up the front door. You got to go through the back door. Yeah, and then go upstairs, and there you go. So I like it. Um, I like cream ales anyway, mm-hmm. you know, just because of the the mouthfeel you get from it. You know, like orange. So there's not much I don't like about this. I wish I had, like, it needs, to me, it needs to be ice cold, though. Yeah. Like, I might have been sitting there for 30 minutes while we got ready for the show. Gotcha. So, yeah. it's not, like, ice cold. If it was, like, in a frosted mug. Oh, okay. On, like, yeah. the middle of July. Yeah. This right here on the back porch. Yeah. It's very delicious, though. I like it. So, thank you, Chris at Red Hill. <clears throat> we appreciate that. All right, gentlemen. So, let's go through the uh, the bracket. We'll go with, um, which one are we going to go first, McDonald's or Chick-fil-A? I think we should go with the low seed first, perhaps. All right, so here's what uh, McDonald's lists, they, how they describe their new chicken crispy sandwich. Um, oop, hold on, that's the spicy. Let's back this thing up. The crispy, yeah. juicy, tender, a new word to describe a new kind of delicious with our new crispy chicken filet made with all white meat, crinkle cut pickles, and a new buttered potato roll. Did we mention it's new? <laughs> Points off by saying new so many times. <clears throat> so, I don't like that. So, there's that. So, the scoring here, let me just the take score. us through the scoring. Uh, okay. What we've done is we've assigned arbitrary point values for five categories. So we're going to have a point system on these sandwiches and it's all subjective, you know, so they're going to change some of these sandwiches. will get different scores next time we try them most likely. 
based yep. on how we're comparing them. So presentation is worth five points. Does it look like it got stepped on when it came out of the bag? You know, yeah. uh, bread, mm-hmm. which is an important part of a sandwich, five Absolutely. points. Sauce, five points. Toppings, pickle, lettuce, tomato, fried, whatever they put on there. The chicken, which is the main event, is worth 10 points. So there's a total of 30 points between three judges. So you can get 90 points for a sandwich. Right. Um, the winner moves on. There you go. So we'll go with McDonald's. Um, let's go with the appearance. I did a side-by-side comparison between mm-hmm. uh, the Chick-fil-A sandwich, McDonald's, and to be completely honest, they almost looked identical. <laughs> so there was, there was nothing really standing out except this. McDonald's had, has a potato bun, and that, was, mm-hmm. that had a nice little sheen on top of mine. Yep. So I did appreciate that. So it has a little bit extra points for me for McDonald's than Chick-fil-A because of that sheen on the potato bun. Yes, the, the, it was a prettier bun. That right. was about all I can say about it. You know, <laughs> that little sp- split in the top. Yeah, yeah it had a little. It, made, it, looked, it looked like a pretzel roll almost. It right. did. That, that's what I thought too. That's it was like a pretzel yeah. bun. Yeah, it had nice yes. buns. We'll say that. <laughs> nice buns. <laughs> so presentation, Biggin gave it a three. Uh, Magic Man and I both gave it fours. Wow, I've seen plenty of nice buns. Oh. Hey, <laughs> oh, are we referring back to my DRE? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be the topic of the. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah. a, t- that's uh, a show title if I've ever seen one. Um, that I've down. seen nice ones. Let's write that one down. All right. So uh, we got appearance. What's next? Bread is the next category. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bread. Uh, so Biggin gave it a three and a half. I gave yeah. it a three. And Ryan, explain yourself, gave it a five. <laughs> the What? The bread? The bread right. on the McDonald's chicken sandwich. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> All right. Well, so so there it is. That's just <laughs> the top score that you could possibly give the bun for McDonald's goes hey, to Don, five. It it wasn't soggy. Okay. It wasn't squished. Okay. And it, it had a little flavor to it. Here's it was right. here's where I'll argue. It it is a potato bun, which I thought was going to kind of push it over the edge, but it says a buttered potato roll, and I didn't get any butter on that flavor. On the Chick Fil A, mm, had yeah. a little bit more butter. Just on it, a little so. bit. I, I tried to eat a little bit of bread on either one just to right. try it. To compare, they're about the same. Um, oh, you gave it a half point. No, yeah, I gave that. point. That's I gave half points. Buttered <laughs> buns are better than none buttered buns. That's true. Right. Yes. That's a good point. All right next uh, sauce category. Well, neither one, one of these sandwiches have sauce on them. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll save that just one. to be clarified, so McDonald's got zero points for sauce because right. there was not a sauce. Right. We'll save the Chick-fil-A yep. score for later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next is toppings. Toppings on the sandwich include two pickles, I two think. Two pickles. I got two Maybe pickles. Maybe three if you got lucky. Yeah. Um, score is so a big end gave it a three. I gave it a three. Uh, Ryan scored one per pickle. So two for <laughs> toppings. Yeah, <laughs> um, seen, not much you, to go on there, you know. Brittany, have you seen nice pickles in your day? I have seen nice pickles. Oh, all right. there we go. <laughs> uh, all right, what's next? And the main event. <laughs> <laughs> the main event is the chicken breast itself. 
so is it crispy? What's it taste like? You know, what's the, how's the flavor on it? Yeah. Megan gave it a five. I gave it a five. Ryan gave it an eight uh, <laughs> on the the McDonald's chicken sandwich. Most to me is some false advertising. It oh, was absolutely. not juicy. It was not tender. It didn't come in a cardboard box, but it it kind of tasted like the cardboard box to me. Yeah, so. it it was very dry for me. Like I, it just yeah, it was like eh, nothing special. If you're gonna come out firing the gate saying this is our new crispy, juicy, tender sandwich, McDonald's, you failed. It, it was crispy. Failed. I'll give it crispy. Mine was a little was, soggy, yeah. but yeah, okay, yeah. I, yeah. All right, let's so uh, total scores so far on the just the sandwich after we've tallied all that, yep. it's at a 48.5. 48.5 out of 90. Out of 90. Yeah. So. Okay. So moving on to Chick-fil-A presentation, yep. uh, Biggin got a two and a half. I gave it a three. Yep. And Ryan gave it a uh, five. So, um. No, it's not the Chick Fil A's. They, they, <laughs> Chick Fil A's the inventor of the chicken sandwich. It's the standard. That's why they get the five. <laughs> and and just also to be clear, both of them came in a foil bag, no cardboard box. They were both in foil bag. Yep. yep. All right. So uh, go ahead. Bread. Uh, Biggin said, give it a th- the bread. The Chick Fil A bread a three, which yep. is a half point lower than McDonald's bread. Yep. Was uh, it really? I, yeah, you gave yeah, the. Okay. Higher marks. That's right, because I like the potato bun. All right. Yep, correct. Uh, I gave it a four, which is a whole point higher than, because I thought it was a a more flavorful bun. Hmm. Again, I haven't had bread in at least a month, so there's There's some skew there. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Magic Man gave it a three on the bread, so he liked the potato roll. Five. All right. Uh, Moving on to sauce. Again, there's no sauce, but we kind of discussed this a little bit. Magic Man gave it a three. Um. Because it doesn't need sauce, right? That's correct. They're, whatever they're doing with the seasoning and and the breading and whatever, good job. Yeah. So I could have done that. Even there well. was no sauce, yeah. I gave it a three, like right in the middle, because yep. it didn't need it. Yeah. Didn't you, need the sauce. You can't do that though. The argument is there's no sauce on the. Fl- if you want to, if you want to score up the chicken because there's no sauce needed, absolutely. You can't give a three for no sauce when there's no sauce on there. Two words. Oh. Lord's chicken. <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue no with sense. the sauce thing because it. I don't think it, I almost did the same thing myself. So, um, toppings. Uh, Biggin gave it a two, yep. one per pickle. I gave it a four because I think the pickles were better. Mm-mm. I tried the pickles; it, they had more of like a briny flavor. They weren't. But they, they weren't thick. Mine were very thin. The other ones at least um, had a little crunch to it. I don't know that the pickles were about the same slice. I feel like mm-hmm. on mine, but no, I sir. got more. They look the same saltiness out mm-hmm. of the. It wasn't the the McDonald's pickle tasted like it had been like hosed off in water. To me, like it didn't have okay. that briny. Okay, I'll flavor. give you that. So I gave it more. Okay, it was a better right. pickle. Uh, Magic Man gave it a two. Um, moving things along, chicken itself. Yep. Uh, eight for Biggin, nine for myself, and ten. Magic Man, so That's ten out of ten. Chicken. I mean, it's a good chicken. I don't. You won't see me give a ten anywhere, probably. Yeah, so probably not. Nine's like a perfect score for. All me. right, so. <laughs> oh boy, what's he oh. doing? What? There's the Mickey Deeds pickle. <laughs> oh wait a minute! You brought. You didn't even. There's the Chick Fil A pickle. <laughs> Mickey D. 
One has the ridges and one doesn't. Okay. Okay. Right now. They both have ridges. <laughs> but, but I mean, really, could you try to do this so you can I didn't, see I didn't <laughs> get souvenirs for my sandwiches, so. <laughs> I'm not a pickle person. So, you know. so you took them off. So I took them off. Noon, I did bite into one of them, today. I think. <laughs> Those pickles have been sitting there since noon. <laughs> I really want you to try them now and tell me which one tastes saltier, but you know. Hey, maybe after you finish I that did, beer. I did bite. I did bite into this pickle. Which one was that? It's <laughs> a Chick Fil A. Okay, people on the hey. podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, you I'm have so to go on YouTube <laughs> and watch that. Magic Man holding up his pickles. I'm, I'm, you got to do it. Watch Magic Man while you're there. <laughs> Subscribe, but Put your pickle down. Ring son. the bell. Okay, click, click the bell. Yeah. <laughs> Put oh the pickle gosh. down. Hey, we're just getting oh started. There's pickles and lolly sandwiches coming forward. So, all right, oh my I gosh. forgot what we were talking about. We got, oh we did the chicken Lord. score. Okay, he uh. pulled them out. Oh my wow. god. Okay. Hey, you wanted entertainment. That was that was gold right there, my friend. Are you not entertained? That was gold. All right. Oh, wow. Okay, so score. Cheers, folks. Final score on the Chick-fil-A sandwich was a 58.5 out of 90. So that's not a high score, but it beat McDonald's by 10 points. So Yeah. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. You, you think that Chick-fil-A is in the bag and you've got it. I, it's not happening. Um, it, it's not a lock for Chick-fil-A. Um, next week, guys, we've got uh, Wendy's versus Zaxby's. Uh, then the following week is Popeyes versus KFC, and then Arby's over Bojangles. So, so CFA is not a lock. So, nope. all right. I think the advantage yeah. may be because we're doing them side by side. Though you're gonna really, if there's a quality difference, you're gonna pick it up. Yep. So as we go through the tournament, should be interesting. I'm interested yep. to see. Oh. How it goes. I, We're only at the grade eight, so we still have the final four. I I don't know the last time I laughed that hard. So thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. Hey, laughter's <laughs> the best medicine. Well, I, I think the doctor will disagree with that, but there's that. <laughs> Penicillin's probably the best medicine or something. <laughs> probably. All right, so let's go to our special guest, Brittany Predigrew, the nurse practitioner. Producer Brian, cue the music. And now, our feature presentation. All right. Brittany Pettigrew, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, we're clearly doing great. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Brittany, where are you from originally? Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Now, you've told me um, behind the scenes that you took our How Country Are You quiz a couple weeks ago. I did. And you scored... Uh, uh, 31. Is that correct? I actually scored 32 because I forgot that we did own a BB gun. Oh, yes. So you're not just some, some uppity Yankee redneck. Oh no. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you are. I'm going to do the mud run in April 24th. I'm getting, I'm going to get dirty in the 5k mud run obstacle course. I'm country. I'm 32 on that score. Yes. I'm country. Wow. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic. (laughs) Wow. Uh, so Brittany, how did you, when did you decide that you were going to go into the medical profession? When I was 
very young. I was, you know, around 10, 11 years old. I decided I was going to go into the medical profession. Um, at that time, my grandfather was sick. And I thought that, you know, if I hurried up and got big and adult like that, I could go into the medical field and make sure that he got well again. Of course, that's little kid thinking, right? Yeah. So um, when he died, when I was 11, I swore to myself that I was going to go into the medical field. And at first, I thought I was going to go become a cardiologist because he actually died of heart failure. He had a heart attack. Mm. And uh, then I learned all about the heart and I really didn't care for it that much. So I decided that I was just going to go be a nurse instead. And uh -huh. so um, I became a critical care nurse and I spent some time in the field um, gaining a lot of stories along the way. And then I went back to school to become a family nurse practitioner. Wow. So what was that? What was that like? The the journey, like how that started for you? So you just you started that. I don't know what all it takes to become a nurse practitioner. So maybe tell our, our guests and our listeners, like, what was the process like? So um, initially, you have to go, you know, through school. It's it's easier to take your prerequisites when you're going to a community or junior college, okay. um, and then you transfer into a nursing program, which is extremely uh, rigorous. I mean, it's it's very difficult to get into nursing programs. At least it was when I was going into a nursing program. Mm -hmm. um, you had to jump through a lot of hoops, and then you were put into a, a bank. And out of that time, I think there was like only um, 600 applicants that were chosen out of 5,000, and I was one of them. Wow. Um, so I was very thankful because, you know, I kept my grades up. I really worked hard to get into that prestigious uh, Christian college. So I went to school at Otterbein University, which is in Westerville. And I graduated with, from there with my bachelor's in nursing. And then um, I went on to become an, a critical care nurse. And usually when um, you want to go for an FNP program, um, it is always really good to have a lot of experience backing you because it's going to be so much more difficult to do the schooling for family nurse practitioner or any nurse practitioner program if you don't have a lot of hands-on experience. School only takes you part of the way and then most of it is is from hands-on experience. There's some things that the textbooks just don't teach you. Sure. Um, so, <laughs> um, you're going to go through a culture shock period. You're going to go through the, like, did I choose the right career field? You're going to see some things that make you think that this probably wasn't for me. <laughs> and then you finally get your Thank ground you. and you're bearing, you're like, okay, just keep a poker face and it all will be okay. And then once you get there, you're, you're pretty much golden. But then at that point in time, when I had my experience under me, I decided it was time. You just kind of have that feeling, you know, it's mm -hmm. time for me to kind of move on into the next world. And, you know, some people are okay with being, you know, a nurse and, and they're great. And I loved being a nurse. And then other people aspire to be a little bit more. And those that aspire to be more, it's always good to continue your education, going through a master's program, which is an additional two to three years. So... And I didn't know this. You kind of gave me like a an education on this. What's the difference between? So you've got a nurse, you've got a nurse practitioner, you've got a physician or a doctor or physician, and then a physician's assistant. What's the difference between all of those? So as a nurse practitioner, um, you do have to go through nursing school and become a bachelor degree nurse before you can go on to become a family nurse practitioner. And of course, you have the experience under your belt as a nurse because a lot of programs now, you know, forbid you from going back to school until you have X number of years of experience, which is great. I think that's honestly a good thing um, for a. And so you end up at, for me, I ended up going through a total of seven years of schooling um, to become wow. a nurse practitioner. 
Um, some people will do the smart thing and just go through a four-year program and then, you know, the nurse practitioner. So they'll typically go through, you know, anywhere between um, six and seven years. So we do have an extensive amount of schooling um, of physicians. And so we can um, be collaborative with the physician. And in many states, they actually see us as a standalone provider. So we don't have to be attached to any physician. We can practice on our own. Here in the state of North Carolina, unfortunately, they do have laws where we have to be collaborating with a physician, but we can still open our own practice as long as a physician is willing to be like, yeah, I'm attached to her even if I'm you know, three hours away. As long as we're able to reach them by a phone call, we can practice on our own. Um, for a PA, that cannot happen. They could be, for example, they could have gone through four years of schooling to become a bank you know, in finance, or they could be an accountant or whatever, and decide they want to become a physician assistant. And all they do is two year program um, with a minimal amount of, you know, rotations and become a physician's assistant. So they could have no medical background, they could have some medical background, they could have minimal knowledge of medical background and go back for a two year program to become a PA. Um, they do have to have to have the prerequisites, of course, for that. But they have to be supervised by a physician at all times. They cannot have their own practice. They cannot um, be, they're, they're an extender of a physician. They have to be attached to their hip at all time and basically supervised, you know, 100%. Um, a physician, well, they've done their due diligence. They've gone to school for a very long time. Um, so they deserve mad props. Um, they've gone through hours and hours and hours of rotations. Um, so, I'm not going to take away from that whatsoever. Nurse practitioners cannot perform surgery. Um, physicians mm. can. They can go into any you know world of medicine that they want. Nurse practitioners have that ability to, except for surgery. Um, so that's kind of the difference. But you know, physicians are basically the you know holy grail of medicine, is how I so to speak it. However, you know, nurse practitioners are replacing a lot of physician. They're a physician replacement to fill in the holes for where physicians are lacking because there is a physician shortage here in the United States. So I know that's a lot of information, but you think of no, physician no, up here, nurse practitioner, we're, they're trying to say that we're equal. Um, for the sake of being respectful, I say that we can do everything a physician can do except for surgery. Um, however, I still like to give them that kudos for going through like 20,000 years of schooling and hours of... <laughs> sleep deprivation. So they're up here, nurse practitioners are here, you know, PAs are here and and you know, of course the nurses um you know they're they're very important in the medical field as well. They're super important because in the hospital system they're the eyes and ears for physicians at the bedside. They're the ones that usually catch the things that are changing for the patient. So it's all important jobs, all important duties just in different stages of medicine. Uh, to become a physician's assistant, I did stay at Holiday Inn Express last night. Is that good enough? I don't know. No, there's that. Uh, if anybody is is watching on YouTube or Facebook, if you have any questions, please feel free to to put them in the chat. Magic Man will let me know, and um, yep. and we'd we'd love to get your questions as well. All right. So, um, yeah, that, that whole thing is fascinating. I thought in my head, like you would think like a physician's assistant would be higher, you know, just cause the name physician's assistant, but, yeah. and you, I would think like nurse practitioner would be lower, but that's clearly not the case. Right. Um, so after you graduated, how did you come from Ohio to Concord or how do you even find a practice? 
So this is going to be a long journey. So as a critical care nurse, I decided to go into travel critical care ICU. Um, so I was working at that time for Riverside Methodist Hospital and the neurosurgery unit. Um, and it was a very great unit, loved it there, um, but decided I just felt like I needed to kind of fly my wings a little bit. So I ended up traveling um, with a company and I went to IU Methodist Hospital in Indianapolis and I stayed there on their level one trauma unit for neurosurgery as well. Um, for a short time, and then I ended up. And these are all short contracts, so you're not spent. You're not made to spend there long term. You're supposed to be filling in holes and being adaptable and flexible to all situations. So um, uh -huh. I left Indianapolis, and we went to Lee Summit, Missouri, which is right there in Kansas City area. Go Chiefs! <laughs> and had to get that in there. Sure. So, <laughs> so I was in uh, there. I mixed ICU out there and I spent a good nine months um, in that ICU. They just kept extending my contract. And in fact, I was offered a position to stay there, but I just didn't feel like I was done yet. So I ended up going to Dallas, Texas, which was the ultimate foodie central. And I really missed the food there, but um, I worked for medical city, Dallas, and I did um, take a position that was a ICU float as well as a rapid response nurse for the hospital. Um, so it was a really interesting experience. I got to see so many things, be a part of so many things. Um, and then it was like, at that point in time, I was like, all right, I think I'm ready to go back for my family nurse practitioner program. And so um, it was then that my husband had to transfer to North Carolina for his job. And so it wasn't my job anymore taking us places that was his. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up transferring here to North Carolina and I finished my rotations out here um, in the um, Concord area um, with um, some doctors. And one of the doctors that you know really shaped me in my practice was Dr. Trang Bong. I'm sure everybody, most people have heard of her. She works in primary care practice with Novant Health. Um, she just really shaped me into who I am as a nurse practitioner. Um, and then, you know, of course, I ended up getting a reach out from um, Northeast Internal Integrative Medicine because I had asked them to be one of my rotation um, and they agreed, but unfortunately, Atrium Health um, had disbanded from being able to have an agreement with my school. So I ended up being with Trang Vong. But um, at the end of the day, they remembered me and they said, hey, you know, we have a position available. Um, one of the physicians is leaving. Would you like to take her, her spot? And I said, sure. And so that's how I ended up at Northeast Internal Integrated Medicine. Okay. Now, um... You you know me. Uh, I don't get emotional at all whatsoever. So I'll try to hold back the tears on this one. Uh, <laughs> I've had a, several doctors in my lifetime, and I say doctors as, as quotes. Um, and, and you know my chart. Like we can't talk hip and stuff. But I'm and I'll say like I'm not a guy that goes to the doctor a lot. Like whatever. I'll just I'll suffer through it. With no big deal. But when because my doctor left. That was the one that, that left the the practice. And then I was like, well, I got to get a physical. So I got to go because of the foster stuff. So I got to go. Had to suck it up. And I remember you said, you're only here because you got to fill this paper I work out, right? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. Um, but, but from that moment, like I noticed that there was something different about you. Like you legitimately like care. And like I, I respect 
what you do so much. And at that moment, I was like, this is different than anybody I've ever had. I, I remember I had one doctor, I walked in and I was like, hey, I've got this issue. And she's like, well, what prescription do you want for that? Like, I don't know. You tell me you're the doctor. Like you're supposed to, to know. Pick? Yeah, you got to pick. I was like, Viagra? I don't yeah. know. Just give me something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that didn't quite work out like I wanted. Uh, but like, you're different. Like what makes you different than, than most of these, these doctors that I've, I've been to before? I don't know their story, but I know mine. Yeah. And my story is that I just genuinely have a passion to help people. And I don't just see them as another person sitting in a room. I try to read them. And I know it's weird mm. to talk about this, but you can catch an energy off of somebody. And I'm not talking about voodoo stuff or anything like that. <laughs> I'm talking stuff. about like the energy that somebody is giving off. And you can see, you know, you can basically read how they will react or not react. And sometimes you just can't read people. I've had that too. So don't worry. Um, But I genuinely have a passion to do what is right by patients. And I usually am willing to bend over backwards to make sure that I can help them in any manner that I can, probably to a fault. I'll be honest (laughs) with that. But um, regardless, you know, I want to do that for each and every single one of my patients. And I know that I can't make everybody happy, you know, today's day and age. But, you know, I did see that there was a lot to be done and a lot to be had. And usually when I see it, I see a vision and then I go for that vision and I try to get them to see that vision. And mm-hmm. typically they see that vision and we can just really get things, you know, done. Yeah. Hence the 5k. So let's talk about this 5k. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time we're announcing on the show. Um, you have, I think it was the third time I had to go in to the doctor's office. Uh, cause that was the, I think the, it was like the DRE thing. It was, you know, coming up, whatever. So, uh, um, so you, you said, Hey, Biggin, which you didn't call me that, but I am a big, um, Hey buddy, you, uh, you're going to do a 5k this year. And I, I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, and you insisted that that was happening. So you have, uh, pushed the office to get involved and so we're going to have the first ever SFP 5K, barring anything happens with COVID or other issues that I may end up having. Uh, but we're really going to push the SFP 5K. Uh, come on out. We're going to try to raise some money for charity, you know, probably Obesity of America, which I think that would be great. Um, you know, something like that. But uh, we're going to walk around three and a half miles. I've I've tried to walk. I'll be honest with you that... I was doing really good and then the the sickness hit and you know, so I'm I'm struggling with that one. But we're we're planning for November. Uh producer Brian, you said you're gonna be at the end with uh Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, I'll be sitting in the golf cart right behind right next to you the whole time. That's yeah, that. man. I appreciate I just that hand them over. Yeah. Need a little sugar bump, you know, bump. Here's a yeah. crispy. I need to carb know. I need to carb up while I'm doing yeah. the five K. Yeah, I'll just have a golf cart right behind you. We're getting t-shirts made. <laughs> We're getting t-shirts made. Uh, Ryan, where are you at on this one? I'll be wherever you need me to be, you, man. I you, said, you said you were in. Are you going to do it? Oh, there you go. The what, walk yeah. with you? You're going to do the walking? Heck no. Sure. 
Sure. Have <laughs> you ever watched the the Tour de France? You know, you got like the the, the support team in the car behind the guys. <laughs> sure, that's me right there. You're, both of you guys long. are going to be in that. This is what I need you to do for for you. I need you to be ahead of me with your pickles, and just you know, <laughs> just walk backwards with your pickles like you're you're making me go. So do the five k backwards, right? Yeah. All right. Waving wear pickles at me. Bring the bagpipes. <laughs> so i mean and, and that's an example of just how you go above and beyond you're like nope we're doing this let's roll so I, i'm gonna really try my best we're, we're gonna work on it um but i mean you go above and beyond and there's no question about it if you need a nurse practitioner i i will 100 percent support you to go see uh Brittany Pettigrew. um she's fantastic uh, so what are some, uh, co- do we have any questions by the way, Ryan? I'm just waiting until we start talking about that DRE. Oh Lord. That we was another episode. We heard your, your side of the story. <laughs> now we want to know what. So I will say this, that, you know, I found out for the first time that some men really moan when you give them the DRE. That's me. I'm one of those. I do that. I figured, I figured Big Ed would squeal like a pig. It wasn't JT. I'm just going to tell you right now. Yeah. He took that like a champ. He took it like a champ. So. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'll Are say you that really? Right You're a moan. Yes. I'm a... Yeah, I made some noises when I had my exam. Yep. <laughs> well, it took me for a surprise. I was trying to. I'm glad we have masks. I mean, right. oh, that's a good know, point. You can't need a little more soundproofing. In room, <laughs> Did you fart on her, dude? What? No. What? She said she had a mask on. <laughs> because laughing. of COVID. And she's oh, laughing. No, you, nobody can see what my facial reaction is. <laughs> if I can I ban did... you from the show, <laughs> I knew oh. that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! No, I'm uh, saying that it's good that we have masks because right. then you can't see anything from the eyes up. Face is covered, so you could laugh and and say nobody things. Knows. You can mouth words, and nobody knows what you're saying. Yeah, but you know that all these DREs are experiences each and every single time because each and every single person is different for all parties. I think. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about. I mean, I know again we don't want to break HIPAA. We can't break HIPAA, but you can tell either your stories or you can tell some funny stories or other people's stories that you've heard that have just really kind of been over the top. Can you can you share some? <clears throat> Well, I'm trying to make sure I don't take this too far because I've already told you already know some stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can't say the one that you told me a couple of days ago, but no. so we can tell. We can talk about like, you know, like the diabetic exams, you know, uh, some of the things are, you know, like when you have to do the foot exam and you're like, OK, well, help me. Let me help you with that sock. And you take the sock off and it's like volcanic ash and just explodes <laughs> and so the masks again are really great for that <laughs> black things out but you know for most stories i think i'm gonna have to keep it pg rated sure yeah we got this is a family show so we got to kind of keep it pg yeah 
as best we can. And the best PG or current PG? <laughs> 1980s PG. All right. Any other stories you could share? Well, you know, there's some slip ups with how I word things. I think JT, by now, you know me enough to know that I can be very professional, but sometimes when I get tired, I say really dumb things. <laughs> like, you know, like when we're talking about vitamin D levels, for example. Mm, vitamin D, which I refer to as I have to take my D. And I accidentally told the patient that I need to check your D. So. <laughs> and it was not a female, so that went well. I mean, it was more like, oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was an awkward moment. Uh-huh. 100%. Very nice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, Brittany, you, know, you realize you're, you're talking with a bunch of grown 12 year old boys. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so you can understand my humiliation then when I'm in this four by four box of a room yeah. and thinking, oh, crap, I just said the wrong thing and then needing to exit very quickly. Um, sure. But, you know, things happen. I say yeah. dumb things and I try to retract them and I don't know how to. It just gets awkward from there. You've been <laughs> how do you, how do you balance like having a personality and being professional? Because you need to be able to have fun with people sometimes, right? Oh, true. Very true. I think I think that I have quite a lot of fun at my work. I mean, my CMA Brandy, I couldn't do what I do without her. And I mean, she just rolls with the punches. I mean, by now, she's already said I'm about to put an earpiece on and a microphone. And anytime I think you're about to say something stupid, I'm going to tell you to stop and back out of the room. So I think she's got my back. What do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. She's got your back. Wow. Yeah. What uh, what are some common misconceptions about doctors or nurse practitioners? Some of the common misconceptions about nurse practitioners is that we're just nurses and that we are not capable of being a provider and treating patients or prescribing medications. So even still to this day, last week I had a patient that, you know, was hypertensive and I said, you know, I educated him and he said, but you're just a nurse practitioner. And I said, yeah. So he wanted to speak with the doctor about this problem. And I said, well, I said, that's all good. But, you know, sometimes he actually tells you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to follow up with my nurse practitioner (laughs) about this problem. I said, so either which way you go, we need to address this problem. He wasn't having it with me. So Mm. I think a big misconception is that um, they think that we're not capable. And that's a little frustrating. Um, Because I feel like they delay their treatment. Um, But, you know, and misconceptions about doctors is that, you know, people think that most doctors are stuffy and they're not. I mean, I work with, you know, Dr. Shear and he's just absolutely hysterical. I mean, we crack up laughing in the dictation office all the time. So we have a lot of fun. I mean, he's he's very supportive and very uh, willing to help out. And um, he's moral support all the way. So (laughs) they're not all stuffy. I tell you that. My my thought is, you know, they go in at eight, they leave at four thirty in their Ferraris, and then they don't really care about their patients, and then they just go to the golf course and they and they check out. 
That's Monday through Thursday, right? Monday through Thursday, right? Because they don't work on Fridays. <laughs> but I guess that's not the case. <laughs> and and you like it's not an eight to four thirty job for you. Like you no. have been putting in some major hours. Yes. Um, so typically, my day starts. I leave the house by six o'clock ish, and I get there anywhere between um, 6.40, 6.50 in the morning. And I start my day by looking at the messages, my labs and stuff that came in overnight, start addressing those and getting them back to the patient. My first patient I get to see at 7.40 and it's every 20 minutes from there until lunch, you get an hour lunch every 20 minutes from there. I see my last patient at 4.20, you're usually wrapping up charts. And you know, um, typically if it's a perfect world, you might be getting out at like 5.30-ish. Um, but when anything goes awry or things happen that are unforeseen or another provider is out, um, and, you know, you have to take on, you know, you don't have to, but it's it's just good practice. I mean, there is a situation where a provider had to be out. So I was putting in a lot of hours. I was getting there at 630 in the morning and I wasn't leaving until 730, 8, 8, 15 um, And then getting up and doing it all over again Monday through um, Friday. Um, Thursdays, I typically have my half day, but my half day is to catch up on all the administrative stuff, any tasks, any results that I haven't been able to get to. And then on the weekends, you know, typically, thank goodness, he's on call. Um, but when he's like taking a vacation or off, then I take the call. So mm. we also, you know, do 24-7 call when it's required. Um, I Thankfully, like I said, he takes that most of the time. So it is mostly him that takes the call and I just take it whenever he's not available. Gotcha. Um, how has the medical field changed since you started to where it is now and, and, or like, where do you see it kind of going? It has changed so dramatically. Um, mm. even when I was a nurse, I mean, just the way the protocols are put in place, the politics, mm. um, just the type of people that are going into healthcare. Um, you know, I used to be in a group of, you know, I've been around a lot of people that had a genuine interest. And then I feel like that's kind of even waned a lot, um, which is a little sad to me. But, you know, I, I, there's been a huge change in the way that things have been structured. And, you know, it's so confusing because, you know, I went into this to make it easier on patients, to make it more convenient for patients, to do the best and right thing by the patients, to make it more right and innovative and trying to make sure that every it's like a one-stop shop that's kind of my my vision um but you know not everybody shares that vision and that's okay um and so at the end of the day sometimes when people don't share the same vision you know you have to determine where your path is 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 leading you in this kind of field and that goes for the same as being a critical care nurse it goes the same for you know i've been on units that didn't share the same vision i i've been mm. You know, and that's unfortunate, but yeah. it has changed a lot. It's changed dramatically because, you know, I used to, you know, see so much teamwork, especially in the hospital. Um, and you just, I mean, and I believe that it's there, especially during COVID times. I don't know how they would be able to get through what they've gone through without the teamwork. Um, sure. But I do know that towards my last stint in nursing, you know, as I was becoming a nurse practitioner, I didn't see that teamwork as largely as I did when I first went into nursing, I felt like it was, you know, really pulling away from that. So mm. it, it's been, it's been a drastic change in both in all the things that we use and the dosages and the medications, it's constantly changing. It's ever dynamic. 
You know, just recently we were told the guidelines change for chlamydia and gonorrhea. Keep that in mind, guys. You know, oh. they've become resistant, and now the medications have changed, the dosages have changed. Um, so it's ever changing. You just have to keep up with it. Wow. Now you are part of uh, North Northeast Northwest. Which one is it? North Northeast Northeast, Northeast Internal In, mm-hmm. Internal and Integrative Medicine. How is that different than just going to see a general uh, practitioner? Um, I wouldn't say that it's any really different um, than seeing because we are primary care. Um, right. We're an internal medicate an internal medicine practice, which is primary care. Uh, We're also an integrative medicine practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that means is that we're willing to practice both Eastern and Western medicine. So we practice a little bit of Ayurvedic medicine. We practice a little bit of Eastern medicine, as long as it's evidence-based practice. So if it's proven in clinical studies multiple times, we're talking about the high level of evidence-based practice, those systematic reviews, those meta-analysis reviews, then it is safe to use and safe to say that this is and will help with this XYZ. So mm-hmm. we can't just be prescribing snake oil, which we say that for things that are not proven. Um, so we do practice both sides, whereas sometimes you get into you know a regular primary care practice and they wouldn't necessarily say, hey, if, you're, um, if your triglycerides are really high and you're already taking a statin, why don't you go and take some fish oil and maybe go ahead and add in a little omelet berry. They're not going to probably say that because they're not mm-hmm. keeping up to date with those things. Whereas we practice that entire Eastern or Western medicine base. So we have that knowledge. Plus we kind of gain on knowledge of integrative medicine practices that we know are proven methods to help in conjunction with Western medicine. So we still expect that our patients take on Western medicine practices, but are willing to also supplement with Eastern medicine if it's necessary. But we have a lot of patients that say, I never want to take a medication in my life. I only want to do Eastern medicine. And that has become a problem recently. Hmm. Producer Brian, you look confused for a second. Oh, well, she's smarter than us. So that's going to happen. <laughs> of course. Uh, I was thinking about, when you said Eastern, like, I've talked to my mother about this, like acupuncture. Is that like a thing you yeah. consider Eastern a lot of medical practices don't touch that sort of thing. So our practice does have acupuncture in it. We have a full-time acupuncturist on Thursdays. Wen Li is his name, and he does Chinese acupuncture and some other really good things with his fingers that I can't tell you what they are, but people are saying it's really great. Um, so he does one-hour appointments on Thursdays, and that's the only day he's out at our office full-time. And then, of course, uh, Dr. Shear, he does acupuncture on Wednesdays, but here's the catch with him. He can only do it for chronic low back pain for patients who have Medicare. Um, so Dr. <laughs> Wenley is for all other patients. And then Dr. Shears for Medicare patients for chronic low back pain only. That's a thing that like insurance doesn't really play in, right? You so the Eastern medicine. You are right. correct. The Medicare will pay for low back pain as long as it's been chronic, meaning greater than three months, greater than equal to three months of of chronic low back pain. So Medicare is starting to pay for it. And all other insurances usually follow suit with Medicare and Medicaid. So if Medicare is starting to pay for that piece, we're expecting like over years, hopefully that to expand. But right now, insurance doesn't pay for acupuncture and it is a self-pay practice unless you have chronic low back pain and on Medicare. (laughs) I have neither of those. 
um, the thing that I, and I, I like as well, like you were saying, like, Hey, we can, we can have some medication, like some normal, like, you know, go to the Harris Teeter and get it. But let's also try the fish oil. Let's try the ash, ashwagandha. Uh, there's, you know, other things that you say, Hey, well, why don't you try the supplement and see if it works? And then we can move on to, uh, you know, prescription medicine. And then like, and the other thing that I respect about you is like, you don't just say, take 50 milligrams. Let's start off with five and then we'll kind of build up and see how that works. And I think that that's much different. I know that's much different than the previous doctors I've been to where they're like, just take, you know, 16 of these and call me in the morning. Like it's just different. Like I respect that as well. That's, that's been really nice. Thank you. Yes. I'm always, of course, starting out slow and building up because you never know how somebody's going to react to something. And mm. so I never like starting anybody off with a pretense that I assume that they're going to tolerate it well. All right. Uh, here's a very important question. In your medical opinion, uh, which is more likely to be real, uh, aliens or Bigfoot? Bigfoot. All right. Uh, next question. What's something that people can do to just improve their overall quality of life? Something anybody can do easy peasy. Let's roll. Let's make my life a little bit easier. Laugh a lot. Oh, okay. Laugh so listen to the show. The best Got it. Medicine and magic man had it. So that is the best medicine. And, and in addition to that, of course, you know, um, Maybe backing off that Western diet a little bit and getting in enough exercise. We're talking about five days a week, 30 to 45 minutes of moderate to heavy intensity exercise, getting that heart rate up continuously. Um, that's going to you know, give you a good quality of life and making sure that you're taking enough D and that, uh, vitamin D3. And um, also sometimes <laughs> recomposing. Yep. <laughs> um, taking K2 with that to pull that calcium back in the bone. So overall, you'll have a really good um, bone, you know, structure and you're, you're, you're preserving that function, especially for women who, you know, go through osteoporosis a lot earlier. So staying away from some of this hormonal stuff is, you know, big to, I would say, like staying away from hormonal replacement therapy, not smoking. You know, those are the big ones that I think you guys already know. Um, not drinking in excess and staying away from tanning and taking care of your skin. If you just eat healthy, exercise, laugh a lot, keep your body in good function, you're going to do well. So you mentioned the Western diet. So that's like chicken sandwiches, right? That's like chicken sandwiches. Okay. Yes, if, so is the Eastern diet more like beef and broccoli or like lo mein or like what? Oh, like the, Mediterranean, the Mediterranean diet oh. is one of the healthiest diets that you can have. So we're talking like your yeah. olive oils, your Kalamata olives, your fish. So anything that's Mediterranean is going to give you that heart healthy. It's going to give you that weight loss. It's going to be so much healthier for you in the long run. Then keto, right? <laughs> So I have mixed feelings about keto. Oh, oh, oh come I'm on. sure a lot of, come on. Yeah. A lot of doctors do. Yeah, bring it. So studies have not proven that keto is really good unless you're doing a modified keto, which is more like a Mediterranean slash keto slash intermittent fasting. And when I say intermittent fasting, people think that, oh, well, I'll eat breakfast. I'll skip lunch and then I'll eat dinner. 
And that is not intermittent fasting. So you, I mean, people are trying to make up their own rules to the game. It's like, I don't know how people do sometimes, but you just really need to basically, the bottom line is, is if you eat breakfast and lunch, then you need to not eat after lunch and fast through dinner, through the next day until you get breakfast again. No cheating, no snack. Because it's that nighttime meal that packs on the pounds. It's also that nighttime meal that makes you more insulin resistant, especially depending on what you eat. Um, so not eating from lunch, you know, through the evening and into the next morning until breakfast again gives you that one, that ability to do weight loss and two allows you to, um, you know, have a, a little bit less insulin resistance um, for those who end up you know, becoming a little bit more pre-diabetic or more prone to diabetes type two. So have a big lunch and listen to the podcast is what I hear you. Yeah. Like that's a medical diagnosis. Right? Medical advice. Yeah, you need to do I didn't say big lunch. I said Mediterranean. Mediterranean oh. lunch. Hummus. They eat a lot over there, right? I don't know. Do they? See there. I do the intermittent fasting, but I'll eat dinner and then not again to lunch the next day. Like it'll, it's that. Longer, you're sleeping dinner. through it. Don't eat uh, past six, six, like five or six, five thirty, six o'clock. And you so don't eat past six o'clock. Most of the time, it doesn't. <laughs> not all the time, but no when I when I am intentional about it, that's where I stop. Yeah, yeah. Stop at. Don't eat anything past six. You'll be fine. What about Magic Man's pickles? Can you eat, can you finish those tonight? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, all right. Uh, last question for, for me, uh, Brittany, what is your spirit food? Everybody has a spirit animal. What would you say is your spirit food? Man, tacos, tacos, Mm. authentic tacos. They can't be the, no, no Taco Bell. I'm talking about the real tacos. From Texas. Okay. What's <laughs> the South. what's the what's the best? You mentioned Dallas. Like you missed the food in Dallas. What's the best food in Dallas that you miss? My gosh, there's so many. I would say Torchy's Tacos was the okay. best food in Dallas. I mean, there was some good barbecue and some other good places, but definitely Torchy's Tacos was definitely hands down the best. Fantastic. If you're in the Dallas area, go check out Torchy's. Ching. All right. Uh, I think that wraps up for me. You guys have any questions? None that I actually want answers to. (laughs) I don't know. We may violate some HIPAA. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, Well, Brittany, you can uh, charge your copay uh, to my insurance for this episode. That's no problem. I appreciate it. This was more than 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. uh... We're going to have to do like six six seasons. Um, So... A six sessions, I should say. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. If if you are looking for a, a new nurse practitioner in the Concord area, check her out at Northwest. East. Northeast. <laughs> I don't know what directions are. Internal and Integrative Medicine. You can look it up online. Uh, you can message me. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll give you, uh, her number, uh, so, or the office number. So again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you um, for having me. Yeah. I hope that was enjoyable. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> All right. If we have any, well, after, you know what we should have done guys is we should, we should have gotten our cholesterol before the chicken sandwich combo uh, or bracket. And then we should have done it after that would yeah. be great. 
Yeah. So well, we right. didn't even get into the hot topic, the COVID stuff at all. Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about COVID? I, mean, I don't know if it's, it. if, if, if it's even worth bringing it up or not. No, it's almost over, right? Yeah. Please so, just yeah. tell me, please is tell it? me it's almost over. Is it? Well, that's what we all hope for sure. She's, oh, no oh no. She's shaking her head. No, it's not over. No, Why? it's going to be, not- I feel like it's going to be endemic. They're already saying that they feel like it is too. So, you know, we just got to prepare the best that we can and hope for the best. And I guess what does that, what does that mean? Yeah, I was going to say, what does endemic mean for those of us it's that It's going to are... be living among us, like the flu, like the cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not going away. Doing its thing. I'm, you know, I hate, you know, there's some, you know, already journals coming out thinking that we need to prepare for an endemic, you know, and I think that's honestly what we need to be doing. So what's an endemic? That is just going to be living among us, you know, for. Oh. And until they can come up with some really great science to figure out how to kick it out. So, yeah, I mean, think about flu shots. Like, people get those every year because it's different every year. This is going to be a thing that'll migrate. I think it'll like mutate the same way and have to have different COVID vaccines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's possible. Am I going to have to wear a face mask the rest of my life? That's also somewhat possible. I don't know. Good gravy. I hate those things. <laughs> Brian Little says, just like the flu, it's here to stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Oh. Well, ending on a good note. That's great. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you again. I appreciate it. We'll let you go. Thanks, Brittany, for coming on. Thank you so much. You guys have a great night. Thank you. You too. You too. All right, guys. So next week, Wendy's versus Zaxby's. Do we want to even think about kind of what our predictions are? Do we want to mention that or do we want to just... Uh, I think it's well. I'll, I'm a big Zaxby's fan. I'm gonna say that up front. Yeah, so, I like Zaxby's too. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I like their whole menu. I think more than Chick Fil A. So, so is it me? But I, I'm thinking like it should be like the chicken. The restaurants that specialize in chicken should do better than the restaurants that chick that specialize in um, hamburgers. You would think so, so. Like, I was kind of expecting, you know. KF, I mean, uh, Chick-fil-A to do better than McDonald's. So are we going to be doing better? Zaxby's will do better than... Than Wendy's because they're the burger. Than Wendy's. You would think. Yeah. Wendy's has done does a pretty good... They've been doing chicken sandwiches well for a long time, I feel like. Who has? Ch- Wendy's. They've Wendy's. done some pretty good. They've got some crazy chicken That's what they're like. Yeah. They're like yeah. almost like Arby's in some ways. They have like this crazy pretzel pub chicken sandwich mm, with the onions and like beer sauce or something on there. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, we got to go just the normal. And but but yeah. like if you think about it, McDonald's, Wendy's, KFC, kind of Popeyes, they all have like said this is our new chicken sandwich. So they've looked at it, yeah, you know, kind of got it like they liked it, and then released it. So we should be playing with the at least the top tier of. Their, well, they looked at what Popeyes did and said, "Let's right. make that sandwich." Oh, absolutely. Way. Yeah. <laughs> That's so next week we also have Tanya Thompson. She did a hundred. Uh, Tanya Thompson did a hundred days of bourbon on Instagram. She's going to join us. There may be tastings. There may be some other fun things. So uh, you want to definitely tune in for that. So we appreciate her coming on next week. Um, gentlemen, anything else we want to add? Going once, going twice. I don't think nope. so. We're good. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, keep looking up.